Hello, friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast, the sixth day of February. I'm Paul, and we return to the Gospel of Luke. We're in the ninth chapter in our ongoing study of Luke's Gospel, and we've arrived at the famous feeding of the 5,000. As we said yesterday, this is the one miracle that is performed in all four accounts of the life of Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four Gospels tell us about the story. Now, of course, they all share some different details. Some of them have different ways of leading into the story. John, in particular, has a very unique way of going out of the story. Only John follows Jesus into the next day in which the crowd comes back, anticipating another meal. It's an interesting little tag on the back of the story. In any case, we're in Luke. So let's read Luke's version of the feeding of the 5,000, and we'll do what we've done in each story, and that's emphasize the way that Luke tells it, how and why, while also paying attention to the story in other Gospels so that we can round it out a little bit. We begin in verse 12. Now the day began to wear away, and the twelve came and said to him, Send the crowd away to go into the surrounding villages and countryside to find lodging and get provisions, for we are here in a desolate place. The disciples are just speaking the obvious. It's been a long day of healing and curing and preaching, according to the previous verse, Jesus preaching the kingdom of God, curing sicknesses and healing diseases. So it's been a day of the miraculous. No doubt Jesus is tired. The disciples are tired. They're ready for this day to end, and they and they ask Jesus to send them away because there's nowhere to put them. Now, the disciples and Jesus living this transient lifestyle, moving town to town, the disciples have just spent the last several days moving house to house, they're used to this. So they're very accustomed to this moving around and not being in the same place more than two days in a row, not always knowing where their next meal is coming from. They're getting a good lesson in the school of Christ watching. But they know the crowds are not that way. And obviously, we're dealing with a very large crowd, as we'll get to in a little bit. You know it's the feeding of 5,000. You don't know that if you're working through the story with us. You only know that because you know the story. But they see a large crowd. They know they can't take care of them. And taking care of people is part of their ministry. And so they they asked if they can just send the people away. But he said to them, we're in verse 13, you give them something something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we're to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men And he said to his disciples, have them set down in groups of about 50 each. Now, this is where the story shifts a little bit in different versions of the gospel. In one version, Jesus tells the disciples, you feed them. And they say, we don't don't have that kind of food. And he says, well, why don't you get it for them? And they say, well, we don't have that kind of money. And he says, well, what do you have? And so there's a couple of questions as to what they have and then... A, a further question of what could they do? Luke sort of dispenses with some of that, goes straight to the, well, we have the five loaves and two fish. Another gospel has them getting that from a, a little boy's lunch. Uh, in any case, let's pick it up right there. And they, they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go buy food for these people. Verse 14, for there were about 5,000 men. He said to his disciples, have each of them sit in groups of in 50 each. And they did so and had them all set down. 
this, the disciples are just walking through this by at this point, just blind obedience. I mean, they don't, Jesus hasn't told them what he's going to do. I suspect they have been with him long enough to know that something is about to happen to the to the space that they are willing to do whatever he tells them to do because doing what he tells them to do is part of what being a disciple is all about. Uh, by the way, doing what he tells you to do is part of what being a Christian is all about. You, you, you've surrendered this, I do whatever I want to do because I'm a free moral agent. You surrender that when you come to Jesus because you've stepped voluntarily into discipleship. And verse 16, taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing over them. And he broke the loaves and gave to the disciples to set before the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied. And what was left over was picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces. What is it about this miracle that moves us so much? Well, I know it moves us because, well, first, back to what we said at the beginning, it's in all four gospels. So it moved the evangelists as well. Well, to find out why it moves us, let's start with why it moves them. Part of why it moves them is that Jesus is performing a miracle that is so outside of their day-to-day living that it stands out. They don't have refrigerators and freezers, and they don't have processed food and packaged, boxed food. They don't have convenience stores down the street. Food is scarce, and it's not easy to come by. Yes, it's yes, it's fresh, but it's not as if it's everywhere. It's not as if it's easy to acquire, and to to be fed in the miraculous way that Jesus is about to feed this many people. It it's just unfathomable that this could be done, and it stands out to them as a miracle of provision that's worth more in the retelling of the life of Jesus than anything else they could have come up with because it so exemplifies the kingdom. It's providing for people who do not have in a manner not simply sufficient so that they have, but so that they have more than they could possibly have expected. This miracle is impressive to them because it speaks food into a world of poverty. It speaks to us because it has Jesus taking care of people who can in no way pay him back. This this maybe should be even more impactful on our spirit man than it is. Because in a world where we're wondering about the poor and the stranger and the immigrant and the refugee, and that's not new, that we've been wondering about that, working on that for centuries... Maybe that's why this story still stands out to us. We're going to look a little deeper. There's some other things I want to bring out, but I don't want to squeeze them right here at the end. We'll do that tomorrow. I'll see you then. God bless.